Ah. Everything goes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Everything goes. Excuse me. Um, we have another day of a live stream theme. And we will see. We will see what comes up today. I'm going to give the room a minute to um, fill up. We are quickly filling up here very quickly. Um, wow. Alrighty, I want to talk about a variety of different things. And I was reading something the other day about parasites controlling their host. And it gave me a little th thing to think about. About parasites. Now, I'm not talking about the normal average parasite. I'm talking about synthetic mimetics. I'm talking about, you know, um, um, things that have been put into our bodies that shouldn't be there through whatever means, you know, that it could get in, whatever means it can be channeled. Because I want everybody to understand that a lot of things that we're being taught now in the Internet by the so-called experts. Alrighty, Sherry, good to see you. Um, so-called experts in their um, explanation, even of the injections and what they're calling a parasite. And technically it is a parasite, but not in the sense that we have been taught. You know, if you use things like turpentine or black walnut or wormwood or acacia bark or even cinnamon, you can remove some pathological parasites. But these are not pathological in the sense that they are biological or purely biological. They are synthetically created, synthetically made, acquiring proteins from your body to assimilate and then to become animated through an operating system or a program. Frequencies, built-in tiny nanites that have terabytes of data that can be incorporated into these constructs. They pretty much have a mind of their own. But what if, what if food supply that we're eating, the organics, <laughs> The orgasmically organic. What if they have been modified as well, but not with the same components? Think about that for one minute. Think about that. Think about the idea that we have nanites in the atmosphere raining down, raining down on our food supply, embedding into the genetic code of the very things we're eating. So you can't wash it off, you can't rinse it off, you can't rub it off, you can't strip it off. So what if you're eating what if you're eating a operating systems or programs that are now getting inside of you, creating some kind of modification? Excuse me, um, to better assimilate you. Think about that. What's good for UTI? What's good for UTI? You could use bay leaf and thyme as a tea. You can also use bay leaf and thyme as an essential oil in the uh, biofilm buster. 
those are usually the best things you can use. Um, and avoid all grains, breads, pastas, rice, cereals, pseudo grains, you know, avoid those kind of things. Because this goes along the lines of what I'm talking about today. So, you know, in regarding to, um, again, being altered and affected. So, again, you got nanites in the air coming down. You have components in the water that are also nanotechnology, which can also assim uh, assimilate and create different circuitry or circuit boards. You are breathing it in. Because I was just talking to a couple of friends of mine, uh, and we were talking about this huge wave of people that got the jab. And nobody can figure out why so many of these people took the jab when there was absolutely nothing, no rhyme or reason, nothing. In regarding to taking these jabs. There was absolutely no reason for it. There was no reason anybody could should have taken them. Um, my husband has a paste. Yeah, he can use the bucket. He can use the triangle as well. Just don't put it up by the heart. Keep it down in the lower extremities. If he wants to put it in his pelvic region. Or if he wants to put it around his where his sack is. You know, hold it there. This way it will hit the whole body. But don't put it directly on the heart. Uh, the bucket, no problem. You could, you know, that will work. That will work on its own. So, um, so what if? What if we are dealing with a construct being assembled in the body through a biogenetic or a nanogenetic biology that's assembling and then going into the brain or into the central nervous system or going into the system, into the DNA, and then the DNA programming the body in whatever form or fashion they want. That's why I told everybody, look at the term mimetic. A mimetic can, can copy, duplicate, replicate, look like. <clears throat> hey, Yanni, what's up? You made it. Yay. For a short time, I know, because you got to get your beauty sleep. I get it. It's the grappa. I got it. <laughs> it's the grappa. <laughs> so what if we have these mimetics going into the system? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, one of these things are going into the system, assembling, replicating, duplicating, mimicking something that might be biological. Anybody ever think in those terms? I got a couple links I'm going to post in here. I know you guys can't see them or can't access them which is okay um but i will um i will have them on a on the next pod as well i want everybody to understand how we are being assaulted 
So you're not looking at a lot of these what I call quacks trying to explain and express a graphing concept and only a graphing concept when they really haven't a clue on really what's going on. And again, I see a lot of the stuff that's going on today is a distraction and a bad one because it's got everybody polarized into thinking in one narrative. That's insane on every level. And there's nothing simple about biology on any level. Okay, nothing. And when you're creating a complex operating system with a complex programming using AI and using genetics, that is nothing simple on it on any level. So to pinpoint one thing or another and just say this is it, this is it. That to me is just ludicrous on every level, you know, completely ludicrous. And we have to start expanding ourselves and looking at things from a more, a simple explanation, I guess, is, a, is an understatement. But to look at it from an, from an explanation, if we look at our computer, we have a string of commands that allow our computers to work. Not just one thing. Okay. And if you take the same concept and you look at what's going on as a biological computer with a functioning operating system that will work on a biological or a technological level, none of it is easy. And there's no simple answer on any level operations and how things work again the explanations on a lot of these things i'm hearing today is purely subjective to opinion speculation i've not seen anybody yet have got this correct on any level well i shouldn't say any there's a couple that have made a comment that i thought were right on the button but they're most of what we're seeing today in my humble opinion they're just sensationalism and that's the one thing we have to really avoid is the sensationalistic perspective because, again, you know, everything needs to be substantiated, okay, and not presented as just entertainment. When I say that the, the graphene is not the only issue or even the main issue because it's a diamagnetic and they're, and they're telling everybody it's a magnetic, everybody should be on board looking and researching what graphene is and how it works in magnetism. And everybody will be utterly surprised that it's not what they are saying. And when we're looking at uh, graphene, we know it's conductive, but we know it's anti-magnetic or, again, diamagnetic because, again, repels magnetism. But so something else would have to be corroborating with the other components in there to create the magnetic field that they're talking about, which they are now not even accessing or, or representing. You know, they're not even mentioning other components. The bigger, the bigger thing that would be magnetic would be the blood, iron in the blood, the cobalt in the blood, and the, and the, um, what was the third one? Iron, cobalt, 
or some other ferromagnetic material that would be released by the graphene. I was looking at a guy talking the other day, and I mentioned this on the show the other day. He was talking about how radiation in the body can stimulate a iron oxide or iron release into the bloodstream, which is what's causing the inflammation. And he, and he had a chelating agent called emeride, which you can't get, which is almost impossible to find, that will actually pull radiation from the body. Now, why can't you find this? It's because the FDA put a kibosh on that because they knew that this Bluetooth technology and all this other radiation we're exposed to, that this would pull it out or mitigate a lot of radiation we're exposed to right now. So they did not want that in the market. But he mentioned that it isn't always just the radiation. It's the iron that is being, excuse me, it's the iron that's being caused by the mercury that's being exposed in the system. And the mercury is releasing the radiation or the iron in the system that is causing a lot of problems. And that's the way it usually goes. Once it comes out of the, of the cells, comes out of the tissue, iron then becomes a, a free radical and a dangerous one, especially to the heart. So the graphene may be stimulating a similar, similar response to releasing iron, iron oxide or some sort of iron free radical into the, into the system, which then may attach to the graphene, maybe releasing the cobalt in the system. You know, it definitely would be releasing copper in the system, which is another diamagnetic. So something is not jiving here. Something is just not, you know, lining up. So, like I said, when you're hearing these guys talk, and I listen to a lot of them, I quit listening to most of them because, again, after so many, um, it's after so many, I get to a point where I, <laughs> I'm not interested in hearing any more from them because they're not. I know they're off the off off. Um, off the rail. Someone on your show said about DLPA being good for the, for pain. I looked it up for the internet and it said that DPA is a synthetic amino acid. Is this true? No, it's not a synthetic and it's not DPA. It's DLPA. The D and the L are the right and the left of the um, structure of the phenylaniline. The L is what we normally take. The D, when you add it with the L, uh, produces a um, an analgesic-like property equivalent to that of morphine. Now, an FYI for everybody, because everyone gets caught up on this synthetic and natural bullshit, and it's all bullshit. Everything you're buying today, whether it's from a health food store, whether it's from Pure Bulk, Peak Nutrition, wherever you're buying it from, Every vitamin that you're buying today has been synthesized in a lab. You understand what that means? You understand the terminology? Because again, a lot of you get caught up in the synthetic or synthesized, and it's really nothing. Because again, it's a marketing game to maneuver you. So when you hear something saying that it's being synthesized in the lab or it's being synthetically made, what they're actually saying is it is made in a laboratory and it's coming from and they're sourcing it from a 
natural source. Sometimes they can create a, create the component in the lab. But they have to extract the component out of a material in order to make it. Uh, so, for instance, I was talking to somebody about vitamin B1. In order for you to get about 100 milligrams of vitamin B1, you would have to eat a pound of rice bran kernels in order to get that. There's no way you'd even be able to get it even that way because the, the bran or the fiber would bind to it and remove it from the body before you even had a chance to use it. So when they synthesize it or when they extract it from, the, from there, they're now calling it a synthetic, which in essential, it really isn't. You extract a component from it. It's pharma, pharmaceutical at that point, for sure. But all your vitamins are pharmaceutical. So don't get caught up on that. Understand what that's actually saying. And if you looked at, if you had looked at the D and the L of it, you would see that it's the right and the left of the amino acids because you have two spins on every amino acid. So you have a right and a left spin. We work with a left spin uh, peptide. Okay, The right spin doesn't always work with us, but in certain circumstances, when you combine it with the L, it has an effect. So again, I'm educating you on this so you're not get caught up with it. All ascorbic acid has to be extracted from some source. Sometimes they're using yucca. Sometimes they're using corn. Um, there's a third source. I forget right off the bat. But they have to use very strong chemicals to be able to extract the ascorbic acid and clean those chemicals out afterwards. Because when you expose the component to specifics, uh, it, will it will produce the high yield you're looking for. In other words, you have to expose it to a free radical for it to release the antioxidant. That's how it's done in, a, in most circumstances. So don't get caught up on synth synthesized or synthetic. If you technically want to look at everything you're buying, it's all synthetic. If we want to be technical. Even the whole food vitamins, majority of those vitamins are just garbage and a waste of time. And I looked at a home, uh, whole food vitamin C and it was just nothing but bioflavonoid. There was no vitamin C in it. The LPA is safe. If you, have, if you actually did the research on it, it's, it's safer than most painkillers you're taking now. Safer than Tylenol for sure. It's safer than ibuprofen. Safe, safer than a lot of things. It's Again, you can even combine. This is how safe it is. You can even combine it with other painkillers. It doesn't have any negative effect. It's, it's just a peptide. That's all it is. It has an analgesic property to it. You know, like I said, I'm not sure how you do, you're doing your research, but look at left spin, right spin of, of an amino acid. Then look at the D and the L of amino acids. That's all of them are like that. My dog got a tick and embedded itself in her skin. A round balls patch developed around the thick tick. It was so deep we couldn't pull it out with a tweezer, so we are we poured iodine on it, which killed the tick. A scab developed around the dead tick, and a dog bit it out. There's a small wound where the tick was, and a purplish ring, yeah, around the wound. I don't know if it's there because of the dog bite. No, that's there because of the tick. Not, and again, the dog doesn't have line. The the dog is lethargic. Looks like what can we do? Let him recover. 
Keep putting iodine on the area and let him recover. Best thing you could have done is run a static charge through the dog. That would have killed it and stopped any kind of um, development. And that tick may have been genetically engineered as well. Again, you guys got to start thinking in 2022. There isn't a bug out there right now that hasn't been altered through genetics by the exposure of their environment. They adapt. They all adapt. So I'm going to buy some uh, for my knee osteitis. Okay. It'll work on pain. Now, I'm going to tell you this about the LPA. I've used it. Other people have used it. It, it will take the pain away. But you're still going to have to repair the damage to the knee by using collagen, comfrey, copper, manganese, whatever. And don't overuse your body. True story. I had a woman years ago, 20 years ago, got her on the DLPA. She had surgery in her hips. She could barely walk. She got on it after because it takes about a day or two for that to kick in. By the third day, she was hopping up three steps. And I looked at her and said, are you crazy? She says, I feel great. I said, I know you feel great. You feel fine. You don't feel any pain. But the area is still damaged. You don't want to over, overdo it because you'll then wind up causing more problems. So if you use this stuff, keep that in mind. But it's not that it's taken away the problem. It's just it's just uh, shut down the pain. Okay, you still will have whatever damage is going on there until that's repaired. So use a little common sense here, because again, you'll be contacting. You say, "Oh, I blew out my knee. I used the DLPA, and I don't know what happened." Huh? Because you have overdone it. Don't go start. Don't try to run any kind of long distance marathons, and don't try squatting any kind of major weight or leg pressing any kind of major weight. The knee is still damaged. You're just not feeling the pain. So, now again, a reminder that just because you kill the pain on something doesn't mean it's fixed. It just means you're not feeling the intensity. You know. So again, don't don't be stupid. You know. Just make sure that using it is fine. Make sure there's no excipients with it. And again, be aware of the fact that just because you're not feeling any pain doesn't mean it's all better. Because again, if you overdo it, you may wind up having to get surgery, you know. So keep that in mind as well. How can you give a dog a static charge the same way you give a, a person a static charge? Put two pads on them and then release a high static charge discharge. Did you go to Spitzy? Did you actually go to the BitChute channel I told you to go and check out? Did you actually go and look at the videos? If you didn't, I don't want to hear another question from you. Because if I'm directing you to go somewhere and you're not willing to take the time to go look, then you don't give a shit. You're just wasting everybody else's time. Okay, well, that's a Vandergraaff. Okay, same idea. You're running a charge through a capacitor, and then you just to do the same thing. You release that same charge to the dog. Put it around the area and just let it go. No different. No different. Uh, 
Did Tony answer? Uh, check out Mon Mona Lauren is nothing more than coconut. The soap from coconut. Uh, it works. Doesn't work on everything, but it can work. They actually got another uh, product uh, out there where they combined um, glycerin with uh, lauric acid and something else. I can't remember now what it was. It's not monolorn, but lorisetin. Lorisetin. It's a lot stronger. Is chlorine dioxide good? And what what for is so? Well, chlorine dioxide is a bleach, so it will kill. It will kill um, bacteria in the water. It can, it's an antibacterial. It, it has uh, again. It may break down the peptides that everyone's calling a virus. Uh, you can be used. It doesn't. It's not. Doesn't work for everything like they pro, pro, uh, uh, proclaim it does. But it is an effective, another effective tool you have to protect you from infection. Just so you know. So, what we got here? Um, right. Let me see here. We're going. We're talking about. Okay, I'm going to bring in another link. I hope you guys are reading this this information on what I'm showing you here in regard to nano and your biology and how it functions with it because this information is very going to be very crucial for a lot of you uh, in regarding to what you're dealing with. DMAE is a component that works with acetylcholine to stimulate the acetylcholine to function more efficiently. Um, dimethyl, I got to look it up. I'm not sure. At this point, I thought it was something else. Give me a second. So we got here. Let's see. Well, it's sort of a it's it's a lipid and a protein actually. So um, yeah, it's more of a it's more of a fat. Again, it may have uh, it has a vitamin element to it. Namine usually is a vitamin, so. Um, Just trying to see if there is any. I don't remember it being a protein. That's what I'm double checking now. Dimethyl laminoethanol. So you got an alcohol in there. Let me see what we got here. But that doesn't help. Uh, it's a choline molecule. Yeah, so it's more of a vitamin with a fat, just like um, just like choline and and uh, inositol. They can be in a lipid format as well. It works in regarding to again working with acetylcholine to actually help activate it and to energize it. So it does have benefits for sure. 
where I go here. Um, and again, it's in my nootropic formula. So again, it, it works with the pure sedum as well. Okay, so it, um, um, it usually acts as an energizer to the brain too. It works for, they use it for skin and other issues, other things as well. So anyway, I put another link in there. I know, like I said, some of you can copy it if you got the app, some of you can't. Again, we're looking at, um, uh, in regarding to uh, your protein reacting with crystals okay, it and how your body responds with these crystals. Okay, DNA gives colloidal crystals shape-shifting and memory abilities. This is why I'm saying a lot of the doctors today that are out there and doing their research are way, 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 way behind. They're not reading anything, they're not looking at anything, and they're trying to figure th this out through some sort of biology rather than a synthetic biology. There is a difference. So, again, when you're getting the idea here, DNA gives colloidal crystals, DNA gives colloidal crystals, DNA gives colloidal crystals, shape-shifting and memory abilities. What is that saying? Team engineered chloral crystals with a complementary strand of DNA and found that dehydration crumbled the crystals, break down the DNA. Hydrogen bonds, but when research added water, crystals bounced back to the original state within seconds. What is that saying? See, the new study described a shape memory that occurs after changes to a colloidal crystal structure and that is not accessible in, in other types of crystals in response to external stimuli. Reversible structural changes in, in these new materials could lead to associated dynamic functional changes that make them useful in chemical and biological sensing optics and soft robotics. These, they're programming these crystals with DNA. Okay. They're also programming, I think I put that up there as well, mechanical neural networks, architect, architected materials that learn behaviors. They are putting in things in the people's bodies that are basically studying them to further increase the assimilation process. If they're going to start putting mRNA into the food supply and they're going to be putting XNA into the food supply GNA into the food supply tRNA into the food supply what are you going to eat and what are you going to eat Think about that. This is another Trojan horse. This technology is a Trojan horse technology that slides in, assimilates, and then it begins its operations. And then if the DNA is involved, 
the DNA is like a database with, with sequence string of code to, again, tell the body what to do. That same string of code can now tell these components what to do. And it can embed into them the code of what they are and how they're constructed so that when they collapse, they can be reconstituted because of the program. That's what makes the injection so dangerous because you now have nanotechnology with genetic and genetic engineering of, a, of two operating systems integrated. So anyone, as I've been saying, who will try to even remotely do anything here would be actually assaulting the DNA itself, which would have been altered by these components. They are the DNA. So as a result, anything that they do, uh, short of removing every, uh, the, the DNA structure of a person, could wind up speeding up the process of killing them. So again, a lot of these so-called naturopaths I've seen out there brow, browbeating that they can take this out. They are so full of shit. They don't even. They would. They probably haven't wiped their ass in a year. That's how full of it they are. You know, they don't know. They don't have a clue. They don't have any clue. And they may have this emotional, irrational sensation. That, oh, there's got to be. We can get this. We got to be a way to get this out. Not if it's replaced the DNA. Now if it's become the third string. Now you're dealing with somebody who no longer is what they were. They've had an upgrade. And unless you understand that, that language in the upgrade, what we have currently will not do the job. Nobody has anything currently that will do the job. If they're making that proclamation, they're full of shit. Again, money in their pocket. Are the ingredients baking soda, Epsom salt, uh, TSO, I guess TSP, borax, vinegar, still working if you use the solution three days in the nano bucket? You should be changing that daily. Okay, you should be changing that daily. The acids that you're putting with the with the salts, those are alkaline. They will, they will neutralize each other over time. Epsom salt is a, basically, it's an alkaline mineral. Borax is an alkaline. Uh, trisodium phosphate is an alkaline. And then you got vinegar. You'll, you'll neutralize it. So it'll, I don't even know if it'll do anything. My friend had a cataract surgery 10 months ago. Last we had laser surgery due to the tear in the retina. Now he can't see. What can he do to speed up his recovery? Don't know. I don't really, I can only suggest we can try some things. Uh, you fired a laser into the retina there. I don't know what damage that's done. Uh, I don't know what the surgical procedure was he did before. I'd probably tell you to use a taurine zinc and copper combination. I probably have used uh, retinal palmitate with CQ10. And I'd have you use enzymes. 
was good for a sty in the eye. Use lysine, zinc, copper, and C. And do it every five hours. Lysine, 500 milligrams. Copper, chloride, uh, four drops, four to ten drops in water. Zinc chloride, four to ten drops in water. And vitamin C, two grams. Do that every uh, three hours. Usually by the end of the day, it should be gone. Usually. Avoid all nuts, seeds, beans, and lentils. Do not incorporate them in your diet. What will happen is if you've got these things as a result of eating these foods, you have imbalanced the arginine-lysine ratio. I've had tennis elbow for six months. Can I get rid of it? Uh, any ideas? Can I use a TENS machine? I don't know why you'd want to use a TENS machine. TENS machine is just going to make the muscle work harder and tense it up for no reason. You need something that's going to help it relax, not stress it. Um, you can use the uh, Comfrey tea with gelatin. Do that every three hours. See how that works. I need AW. I need focus during the day. Caffeine. What is AW? I'm not sure what AW is. Typo. Okay. <laughs> I need all. I need all. <laughs> yeah, no idea. So let's see here. We've got. Let's see what else I got. Give me a minute. Uh huh. Let me see here. Let me see. I have some stuff. I, I just jumped it. I went blank for a second. Give me a minute. Oh, yeah, the other one. New Zealand farmers protest livestock burp and fart tax. You know, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, New Zealand's, I think, are more tolerant than Canadians. They have to be. They have to be. <laughs> a cow's biological function is now going to be fined in New Zealand. Imagine that. And you know what is causing all this methane is them feeding these cows soy and corn. You know, but again, here we are going to, I mean, I wonder where, when New Zealand is going to have an election to get rid of that dingbat they got down there. You know, I mean, the vote ain't going to matter anyway, but if nobody voted, then nobody, everyone would uh, send a strong message that they're not, you know, they're not in a good mood with what they got. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I don't understand this. The salt yourself method is reducing the swelling in my Jones fracture. Still doing the daily, doing it this daily, also wrapping the swelling in activated charcoal poultice night. Why are you putting charcoal in there? I don't get that. Charcoal is going to extract the salt out because it acts as a uh, adsorbent. So I'm not sure why you would do that, but you must have a reason. I'm not going to go into DMAE and nootropics. What nootropic would be work the best? Mental clarity and wakefulness. Well, the one I showed you on the YouTube channel. But now you're going to have to look for, try to find any kind of procedum or aneracetum or oxyracetum. How are the elites stop wild animals from farting? And that's easy. They're just hit them with directed energy weapons and kill them. You know. <laughs> that's all. And that's what they've been doing. So, uh, I've been having lots of rapid eye jumping that affect balance. Um, what do you mean by rapid eye jumping? Define rapid eye jumping. You know, not sure what you mean. So let me continue in a second. Oh, I want everybody to hear this. If you live in Canada, Mexico, or the United States, this is something you may want to hear. Because the, the way this is going to affect North America is going to be drastic. And I'll get into some details. Uh, all right, here we go. Union has not really worked out well for Europe. We'll know the details this winter when people are freezing. So naturally, the Biden administration wants to create something very much like that in North America, an EU-style government. The Mexican president, AMLO, says that Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State, just proposed that idea. Watch this. You know, Gabe, I think that Mr. Blinken, Blinken spoke about consolidating the region of North America. And we agree on that. We are also in favor of a unity of the entire American continent. Like the way the first European community emerged and converted into the European Union. That's what we want. Oh, so we're going to merge with Mexico in the middle of the most brutal drug war in its history. Mexico is effectively run by the cartels at this point, but we're going to merge with the cartels. Okay. No one noticed this, really. Florida Congressman Matt Gates noticed it. He sent a letter today to Tony Blinken asking, what is this? He joins us tonight to tell us what he's heard back. Congressman, thanks so much for noticing this and for asking what it means. What does it mean and did you get an answer? It means that the globalist left wants a homogenized North America because they don't think that much of the United States of America in the first place. I haven't gotten an answer, but it begs the question, why are we so friendly with Mexico anyway? They've cooked up more death 
in the Mexican mountains than any crazy mad scientist in Wuhan would have ever thought of. And it's hard to tell where the cartels end and the government of Mexico begins. They had a former president take a $100 million bribe from Sinaloa. They had a former defense chief function as the muscle for the cartel. One of their state-level attorneys general sentenced to 20 years in the United States of America. But while they're sleepwalking to a war with Russia, they are actually surrendering American sovereignty to Mexico, and Canada's not much better. I don't want my constituents having to live under the socialist, tyrannical lockdowns enacted by Justin Trudeau Castro while their nephews being poisoned by Mexican fentanyl. But that apparently is the globalist order that the Biden administration supports here as they give away our money and our chance of a brighter future overseas. Of course. I mean, the Mexican cartels have killed multiples, many, many more Americans than Al-Qaeda ever did. And we fought multiple wars over that. Congressman Matt Gates, I appreciate your following up on that when everyone else is ignoring it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh. Now think about this, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> and America. <laughs> we already have organized crime controlling Canada, America, and Mexico. And it seems to me that the crime lords want to amalgamate their territory. It'll still be divided up. But without any borders, without any borders, probably half of Canada will leave, will leave Canada, head toward the U.S., but in the same token, you're going to have probably about 90% of Mexicans come to the U.S. as well. And with this is going to bring problems to America, which is already loaded with problems. We already are understanding that, A, elections don't work. They don't, your voice is not heard. Your vote means jack shit. B, we already know that we're all fascists. We're not even, there's no democracy. Mexico's not a dem democratic country. Neither is America and neither is Canada, especially Canada. And we all know that corporations and banks control Canada. We got the WEF saying that they penetrated this country. I think uh, Schwab's got it so far up through those backside. He's counted the cornflakes he had for breakfast two weeks ago. So when you got that, and then you got Paul Rivera, he's going to step next in line to take over where Trudeau left off. So we got that going on in Canada. I know it sounds a little crude and a little raspy, but you get, you get the gist of what I'm saying. We don't have a voice here. We have nothing here. Okay. We were winning. We were actually winning that movement in Canada until the United States put pressure on Ontario and uh, our one sock uh, parliamentarian, and then they fabricated all kinds of bullshit to end the lockdowns. Illegal shutting down of, pe of people's personal rights and freedoms. Because what was happening was they were losing. It wasn't because they were upsetting Ottawa. That was such bullshit when I heard that. It wasn't because they were protesting in Ottawa, it was because in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, where I live, they shut down the Ambassador Bridge. And they don't have other bridges built yet. They're building another one. 
and they would have protested there too. We, we're kind of we're kind of goofy that way in Windsor. We stand up for ourselves. We speak out, form protests, shut down borders. You know, we have a tendency to do things like that. I wish the rest of the fucking country would do it, but most of them are asleep or got their finger up their ass. But I digress. I I have to digress. So anyway, here. They were losing a billion dollars. They're probably losing just as much over there in Alberta. Alberta is another province that also has the gumption to stand up for itself and fight. So does BC. I don't know what happened to the rest of the country. I know the Eastern Seaboard will never stand up and fight because they are always getting handouts by the federal government. So the leaders there will continue to kiss their ass and the people will still stay oblivious. That's just the way it is. That's how it is. It may sound, you may not like what I just said, but that is the way it is. They've got the east part of Canada, eastern seaboard, uh, um, under the gun. Literally. They have them in a position where they have no choice but to comply. They're broke. They've got nothing going on. They have never developed anything over there. They have anything worthwhile. And anything they have had, whether it be farming or fishing, the federal government has shut them down on, on every level. Making the, the perfect welfare region of Canada. So, in Ontario, in Alberta, and B.C., where the bulk of the fighting was going on, we were actually turning the tide in this situation. Until the, again, corporocracies were saying, hey, put an end to this. You got the power. Even if you don't lie, shut it down because we're losing too much money. Now they want to amalgamate all this. What's going to happen? What constitution are we going to use? Are we going to use the parliamentary one? Are we going to use the congressional one that America has? We're going to have a Bill of Rights. Are we going to use the uh, charter, not the charter rights, the Bill of Rights that the UN has put out there? What are we going to use as our standard to define our fascism? Notice I said fascism, not democracy. Like what new corporate laws are they wanting to bring into Canada, the United States, and Canada, because now once you amalgamate them all, nobody has sovereignty. Well, Canada doesn't have it anyway. We got nothing. Pretty much, it's a waste of time saying that we're a sovereign nation. We aren't. The, the, the Crown controls Canada. The WEF controls Canada. <laughs> China controls Canada. <laughs> That's why now we have Chinese... Uh, law enforcement in Canada, supposedly to keep their eye on Chinese dissidents that may come over here to cause problems with China from Canada. That's the, that's the mainstream mantra. It's all bullshit. A lot of Asians will come over to Canada to get away from the Chinese regime. So now they brought law enforcement over here to make sure that they can collect them and send them back. That's what this is really all about. Now, did Canada say no? Of course not. Canada said, oh, come on in. Set up your police force. Yeah, if you want to arrest a couple of Canadians, go ahead. <laughs> we'll look the other way. That's the way it is. Now they're talking. Mexico said, yeah, I think it's a good idea that we amalgamate. 
Mexico just bought a satellite from Russia. A friend of mine sent me some a document on this. And right away, they went into the fact that this Russian satellite will be used for spying on America and, and blah da dee and blah da da. And that's a possibility. I, I mean, everyone does it anyway. Starlink's all across the planet. What do you think that's doing? You think it's just providing internet service? It, it's collecting data. It's spyware across everybody's uh, space. So this is nothing unusual. It's just now Mexico bought it from Russia. Well, Mexican peso isn't worth a shit. They cannot afford a satellite using U.S. dollars to pay for it. It's just too expensive. The ruble is far cheaper. So instead of them saying that they went to Russia to buy a satellite because it was a deal for them, market market-wise, they could afford it, they came up with all this fabrication. Oh, Russians are going to spy. They're going to buy Russia, 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 Russia. Really? The United States and NATO started a war with Russia, and then Russia's, and then they're blaming Russia for the problem. Russia is a organized crime syndicate as well. Let's just be real here. They all are. All governments across the planet are organized crime syndicates. They're not. They're, they have nothing to do with communism. They have nothing to do with, with democracy. They have nothing to do with your freedom and your rights. It has to do with control power and money that's what it has to deal with nothing else and land and territory go along with power and money now you got the ukraine that's been a hub in right under russia that's been money laundering child trafficking you know uh guns laundered money from politicians in America, Canada, and the rest of NATO. That's why they're going after Putin, because now he's saying, that's my piece of the pie, and I want to control it. And they're saying, no, it's our piece of the pie. That's why when they signed the agreement with the United States and NATO, that they would no longer advance further east. Well, you can see how well that worked out for them. So what we're seeing right now is a major provocation of war being induced by NATO and the West. Articles are coming out all the time from China and Russia saying they don't want a war. They understand the, 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 this. It will destroy any economic growth that they've acquired in the last 20 years. And to have a war, nobody really wins in a war. Nobody. And all you wind up doing is spending tons of money you don't have, putting you further into a debt that you shouldn't get into. It just basically you wind up deeper into a dark pit. So when we're looking at the what's really going on, you go all the way back to the Korean War and the Vietnam, Vietnamese War. Go all the way back to there. Americans died for what? To sustain their corporate stronghold over those countries. It wasn't about democracy. It was about maintaining fascism. Their form of fascism. 
maintain their former corporocracy. They had nothing to be. They could give a flying flamingo about the uh, South Vietnamese. They couldn't give a shit about them. They didn't care. They didn't care about the North Vietnamese either. Look at all. Look what they look. Look at the travesty. Look at the shit they left behind and the damage they caused. Look at that war in Afghanistan. They left how many millions of dollars worth of hardware sitting there? Who who did they arm? That's right beside China's border. So now you got all these Afghans with state-of-the-art firepower that they could now start a problem with China on two fronts, Taiwan on one front and Afghanistan on another front. See, nobody's thinking. Everybody thinks they forgot about Afghanistan, right? You forgot all about it. Russia and China are looking at, the, you got Japan, uh, South Korea, uh, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Afghanistan, Australia, New Zealand, and U.S. military, all, the, all down in the Pacific. Not to mention other countries there, like Philippines or whatever. So China's got to deal with this from, the, from a Pacific perspective, and uh, west of them. Russia now has to deal with Turkey. Well, Turkey will swing either way. Turkey is a swinger. Turkey is a swinger. It has no real loyalty. It all depends who can kiss their ass. That's whose side they're on. But I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Turkey and Russia or Turkey and Iran or Turkey, Iran, and Russia decide one day to move into the Middle East. Create another problem. What that will do is that will form, that will make the, the Middle East form a, um, a unified front. They're no longer going to be looking at Israel as a problem. Israel is just a pain in their ass right now. But they're not a problem per se like Russia would be and Russia and Iran would be or Russia, Iran and Turkey would be. So Egypt, Israel, Syria, the ones that are fighting right now, Saudi, the Arab Emirates, you know, all of them would form a front to, to stop any invasion coming from that neck of the woods. That's just how it would flow. So when, when you got NATO and, and the United States government corporations that are eyeballing Ukraine and they're eyeballing Russia for its resources, its natural gas, its gold, its farming. Russians have a lot to lose. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised that they're building up more sophisticated weaponry because they know they're outgunned. And if you got China diverted in another direction, China's not going to be able to help them very much either. They're pretty much all going to be on their own. So when you're looking at all that's going on here, they're isolating Russia just like they did Germany. Same shit. Another rerun. Same old, same old, same old. Like I said, I, I feel sorry for the Russian uh, front. These block that's there now, some of them also may align with Russia. That's possible, like Bulgaria, Romania, uh, Estonia. They see what's going on. If they, if they wake up and begin to realize what's really happening there, 
They also may form an alliance with Russia. They may go back to Russia. And it almost seems like they are trying to drive all these countries back to Russia, except for maybe Poland, Czechoslovakia, and Hungary. Because where they are strategically, they're in the perfect spot. But when you look at all of this, you know, you look at all this, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Yugoslavia, like Serbia and some of the other countries from Yugoslavia, uh, also realign themselves with Russia. This is going to be a major brouhaha here. Next year, 2023, spring. It's got, people are going to be pretty lean right across the board. Russia is going to look like a breadbasket. Don't you think maybe the looters and the robbers are going to look at robbing Russia? Just my thought on the subject. Could be wrong. You know, I'm just trying to point out some things that, again, they're not presenting. You know, the... Um, We need to, like I said, pay attention more and more to what we're seeing. How to fix alcohol damage to the kidneys and the heart. Well, you might want to use a liposome NAC with vitamin C and add CQ10 to it. Uh, that will help cover a lot of things. You may make another liposome with B5, vitamin A, and vitamin C. That too can help. So you got a couple options that could help again in fixing this up. Yeah, well, the UN is uh is not is not entirely the problem. It's who controls the UN. Bill Gates is controlling the WHO, the bioweaponry that they're putting out there. Okay, I just read the other day that the uh, Omicron on its own is a harmless, a very harmless nothing. But they started monkeying around with it in the lab to give it gain of function. Guess what? They added some kind of S-peptide to it, and now it has an 80% kill ratio. Want to make a bet? You want to make a bet? They're going to release that over there in the Ukraine and Russia. You want to make a bet that's where they're going to try this out? Perfect experiment. You got a war going on. Nobody's going to know the difference. You know, the anything we're seeing right now in regarding to biological nanotechnology, frequency. Anytime you see some kind of outbreak of a war of some kind, or you go into an area where uh, uh, people are poor, ghettos, slums, third world developing countries, they're going to release this shit on those people. Because they don't have the means to defend themselves. So as a result, the biological weapons that they're going to... That's what Bill Gates did. Remember Bill Gates was inoculating people 
in India and in China and in Africa. He's killed. He himself has got the blood of a million people on him. You know, a million people he's killed with these fucking jabs. Not the current ones, the ones that we had even before. Uh, all you gotta do for YouTube is type in youtube.com and either type in Herbs Plus Beadworks or type in my name, Tony Pentelaresco, and you can see the new tropic formula there as well. Uh, and you can also find the liposome. I show you two ways to make it. The second way is the easier way. Get some sunflower lecithin, some, uh, some water, glycerin, and add your components to whatever ratio you want to ra uh, ratio it to. And then use a gram of it at a time. You know. Who controls the who? Soros controls the UN. Elon Musk is controlling the telecommunications sector. The um, Gates is controlling the bio-warfare bio sector. You know. If the woman with high-functioning autism had a baby, would the baby also have autism? Is a good There's a possibility that could happen depending if the mother... While the baby was gestating, was consuming the same foods she was eating that would have had nanometal or other particulates that could, could uh, block brain functionality. Yeah, it's a possibility that could be transferred over. But um, on the same token, it too can be, it too can be rectified. It would just take time, as long as they don't inject the child, you know. You know, so, yeah, Herb Plus Beadworks, or just type in my name, go on to YouTube, and then there's there's 100, okay, there were 164 videos there. I do not know how many are still there now. Uh, YouTube just took down one of my videos. They said it was um, a threat because <laughs> it actually worked. Um so yeah, and you can find the nootropic formula there, and you can find the liposome formula there too. So we're dealing with genetic biology that's been augmented with synthetic biology. Uh, I think it was the copper chloride video is what they took down. So I have I have it backed up. It's not like I don't have it. And I'm sure if you looked at the archives, it would show up there too. Uh, but yeah, look at if you're looking at the genetics and the biology that we're dealing with today in, this, in the nano integration interface and integration with that. Look, I'm showing you how they can, they can take crystals and put genetic DNA into these crystals and they can reform and restructure themselves. That's why I always tell everybody never hit these with a direct assault because they will come back around with an adapter an adaption to them so if you try to hit them again with the same thing they will adapt like i said these people that i'm seeing 
supposedly in the medical field. I quit watching them. I got so sick of listening to their bullshit, you know, and I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. And I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. You know, they figured that if you go see them with some fake promise, they can pull this out of you. You're going to go to them and give them your money. Here's my money. Get it out. Here's my money. Get it out. And then when you're dead and gone, person may even put you in their will. And to my medicine man or woman that didn't get anything out of me, and I'm dead and gone, in gratitude for my death, I will give you my half my estate. That's the way it works. Because we live in an inverted reality. <laughs> we live in an inverted reality. So when we're dealing with stuff today, and I got to keep on reminding everybody, we are in the year 2022. In the year of 2022, we are dealing with synthetic Biology, biology created in a laboratory. A biology that is interfering with the normal biological function of peptides that can cause problems for people. I'm not using the term virus anymore. Peptides that can cause problems for people. A self-replicating peptide that can overload and... Um, Overtake a host. Imagine those peptides also having some kind of operating system. Oh, Tony, remember for the aluminum siding of the house, they used to do what that uh, that would be good to block. You have to add a ground to it, Dominic. You have to add some kind of ground to it. Now, even with that, it may not stop everything. It's 6G is a, is a bugger. That one you need a little bit. You need to add a dielectric to it because aluminum it does have magnetic properties. So it will attract it to it, but then again, it can be redirected. You know, my daughter has a painful area right above her buttocks with bumpy skin hardening. Is it near the, is it near the uh, lower back? Like to the side? What side is it on? You could try you can try to rub peanut oil on the area. Well the butt crack. Okay. Has she changed any uh, detergent soap to wash her underwear? She's wearing a thong, which I find really ridiculous for underwear, but hey, what do I know? Because if she's changed the soap or wearing a thong, the dye from the thong can create these problems, and the soaps can create the irritation as well. So what she can do is she can use peanut oil on the area. Um, uh to help again remove it, remove the remove the hardening area. Tony, does the spike affect the snow? Spike has a different effect altogether. The bucket works primarily with nanotechnology. The spike works for people who get exposed with the uh, the hopping or the jumping or the contact from other people that have had the jab. It will disengage the nano. 
Fiona's got a, a site. I'm going to put it on. If you guys can get access to the site, I think you'll find it very, um, very educational for a lot of you. She's, she's doing a seminar, I think on the 25th, if I heard correctly. Let's see here. Give me a second. On Liberty and with me, yes. <laughs> and that's next week, so it's coming up really quickly. Triangle was made for. Oh, so you know what? On Facebook. Uh, if this video disappears because Facebook doesn't like... I'm going to play some of this, just a little bit of it. Uh, but she's got this up. She's going to have a seminar. I believe it's October 25th and 27th. I'm double check. Yeah, I got it here somewhere. Uh, she is charging. So I think it'd be well worth it for a lot of you to go and check it out. And see her. Uh, send some USD. She's got money guarantee, 30 days. Huh. Everything but the actual date. <laughs> Give me a second. I know it's here somewhere. Yeah. Part one is Tuesday, October 25th, 7 p.m. Eastern. And part two is Thursday, October 27th. reason why she did it that way is one day she's going to show you what to do and explain to you what is up and down. Yeah, Wednesday, you'll have a chance to really work on these things yourself. And then Thursday, come on back. And if you, and if you got it, you can ask questions. If you didn't get it, you can get more assistance. So she's going to have a nano detox and recovery workshop. So again, I will post this in the room. Again, some of you may not be able to do anything, but if you have the, the app, you can do it. What's the best place to buy racism? Right now, you have to do a little hunting for it. Uh, New Tropic Depot was one place. Um, let's see here. What happened here? Oh. There we go. Uh, but right now, right now, everyone's having a problem trying to locate it. Uh, but there are other RAS attempts out there that you can uh, access. But that's uh, new, newtropicdepot.com. A friend had brain hernia surgery September 1st. He still has discomfort and swelling on the testicle. Has not dropped yet. Any suggestions? Why did they... How does that work? I'm kind of... I'm kind of... Trying to figure that... I had, I've had hernia surgery. And... My balls were hanging after I got done. I had an engronio and a, I had two of them, one on the gut, one on the, one on the uh, side. So I'm trying to figure out why, better have him go get checked. Something's not sounding right there. You know, his, his testicles should be hanging with no problem. I'm not sure why that's not happening. Have him go, have, go tell him to go have a look at it. Something's not right. You know, his ball should his ball should be hanging. So, Doc told my sister she, uh, she has COPD and found 
a lump in her lung. They told her aorta has calcification. VA said follow up in 12 months. What should she do? Get her on uh, EDTA with MSM and vitamin C. Have her do that twice a day and have her reload electrolytes like potassium, sodium, magnesium, uh, zinc, copper, uh, phosphorus to help, again, flush out the calcium and to restore the electrolytes. So that would be a good idea. Well, I, I mean, it shouldn't be retracted. If they, if it's an engronial hernia, what they do is they cut, they cut on the side. They go in, they stitch it up, and they sew it back. They sew everything back out. Sometimes they'll put a mesh there. Sometimes they staple it. But your balls should be just still there. There shouldn't be any. Should they shouldn't be uh, retracted? Now you might be correct. Maybe they, maybe they took his, they took one of them away. That's quite possible. Um. But there should be no re retraction there. That sounds a little unusual. You know, kind of makes you wonder. <laughs> maybe they did. Maybe they did remove it. You know, like I said, it sounds a little strange. The um, I know when I woke up from the anesthetic, that took me twenty minutes to shake that off. I mean, they put you in a coma. Um, uh, even moving in the bed the first day, all you see is spots appear before your eyes. That's because you're on so much painkiller, you can't feel it. Uh, you do feel it, though. I mean, when I first moved, I said, "What?" I, I, I started speaking Canadian. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you know, it hurt. It hurt more than it did before they did the surgery, and I was black and blue. I was black and blue down there for sure, where they were twisting and contorting everything. But it a uh, lot of fun. Got to tell you, a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I would have them go get that checked up because I think something's wrong. I think something's not correct. Um. It will pull some of it out. My elderly mother who just had an x-ray refuses to get into the bathtub is soaking her feet in a bucket with borax and baking soda. It will pull some of it out, but she should be taking a bath. That's because the operation was done in the veterans hospital. Uh, well, my the pain only lasted me... Um, when I had mine done about four days. You know, the first day was unbelievable. Uh, the second day, I had to go to the washroom. They, they would put a, a pee pan beside. This was really funny. They would put a piss pan beside me or a piss pail or whatever. And then they would, and they kept moving it. And I kept saying to them, I said, when I'm ready to move out of this bed, I will move. But if you put that out of my reach and I can't get to it in time, you're gonna have a bed. You're gonna have sheets to change. As soon as I said that, here you go, Mister Pantelaris, because they brought it right to me. <laughs> the third day, I uh, I walked. It took me 20 minutes to walk five steps to the toilet to take a pee, 
and another 20 minutes to walk back. And then I had to get my leg up on the bed, which was a lot of fun. Made some comments in Canadian. And then fell asleep for a couple hours. Just, again, the fourth day I was walking up and down the aisles. Very slowly, but I was walking. I was determined to get out of there. Um, well, why aren't you using B1? Other than alpha-lipoic acid, what helps with peripheral neuropathy? Why aren't you using B1 and MSM? You know, just a thought. And again, change your diet. Change the diet, you know. And that's all I can tell you. All right, let me play a little bit of this. Um, I'm going to play about half of it. The link will be in here too. Let me see where it's at. Okay, let me put the link in here again. One second. I will put the link in. Righty. Now, this is Fiona's interview, not mine. It's hers. So, again, tune in. It will help you. It helps some of you. Give me a second. Where am I at? Where did I go? Oh, yeah. Got to play this. All right. Hold on one second. I'm going to play. Let me see here. I'm going to play about 20 minutes of it, maybe 21. All right. Here we go. Give me one second. Yeah, the the yeah the big globs are the oil. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then the little white bits are are just biofilm, I think. Okay, guys, um, the link to take this course is in the description. You can click the link. It's not expensive at all. How much is it? Seventy-seven U.S. dollars. So it's and Canadian, right? Four dollars. hours. Yeah, four hours get the instruction like the you know kind of hand in, me kind of holding your hand for those four hours showing you what to do and you get the written and video instructions for both devices plus um a document of remedies that go along with it mm -hmm. i think there's another i think there's one more thing that goes with that that's somebody else's yeah and then you get to keep it so you can refer back to it. So when people leave, do they um, do they just go off and know how to build their machine now? Well, see the way I it, the way we're having it in two days. So my idea is to have people start off. So let's say they sign up today or this week sometime, they'll be able to download the documents right away, which has a list of what they need. So they can go out and buy the the tools or the, mm -hmm. the materials that they need so that when they come to the first day of the workshop, hopefully they've got everything. They may not, you know, sometimes it takes time to find one or two things, but if you've got it all, then you can start building as I'm showing you on day one. So in the first hour, I'll show people a little clips of the, the triangle video and the bucket video. So it's, we just jump right into the instruction of the building. Okay. Then do a little bit of the, the detoxing kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then they have a day break where they can, you know, get their hands on and try to put it together. And then on the Thursday, I think it's Thursday, the 27th, um, we come back again 
we'll go through more of the detox and stuff and then people can do a show and tell if they're having trouble with their devices they can ask questions or maybe they have other ideas to modify it somehow mm -hmm. and then out there there's kind of like a support group i'm going to take it you guys so i'll be in the zoom with you all Ugh. um i can't i uh, maybe norb and i should have a nano bath together so disgusting <laughs> I'll then you won't know who's mine. mine. Ah, I'll be like, no, no, that came out of you. So gross. <laughs> well, you know, we have been married for a long time. But, yeah. I was going to say, what's love for, right? Yeah. There, I okay. can tell you about it, about them, if you'd like. Yeah, the red chunk. You had this big, rocky red chunk come out. Yeah. So let me just say, what is your website? www.fionaforhealth.com. Okay, so if you want to go to her picture, she's got them shown there. There's there's something new that's come out of you that is more recent, a bright red rocky thing. And where did that come out of? That came out of my chest right here. It just fell out one day and uh, on my hand and I went, well, that's kind of funny. And I had like kind of a mole. I don't know if you've ever had those. It looks like a bright red mole. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. It was this chunk of something that fell out and I put it under the microscope and I could see like this hard wiry thing sticking out of it. It was all crystallized. God. Yeah. Well, it's I kind had, of, yeah. I had something similar come out of my scalp as well. And the back of your neck, wasn't there something? Yeah, that was, that's the creepiest looking one. Um, oh, that's the one that I think you posted on your thing today. Oh, the picture. Yeah, that it looks like uh, it was creepy. So I was just, it felt like I had a, an itch. I had a sore shoulder actually quite badly that day and I didn't know why it was so sore. And I went to pull back, I, I picked up my neck and I thought it was because I had missed the hair. I had cut my hair a few days before, but it was kind of low and I thought, did I miss something? And I pulled it out it just went, oh. and, and it was just this one long thing and I, I thought, no, that's not a hair. So I put it on a glass and I looked at it through my little microscope and it was definitely not just a hair. Just looking at it, it looked like a little hair and a ball. But under the microscope, it looked like, it sounds creepy and weird, but it looked, it reminded me of, remember the sentinels in the matrix? When yeah. Come, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of because it had those tentacles and almost like a face and then one shot, as I was turning it, I turned it and tried to take I took pictures of it. You know, not, not very professional. But I got pictures, and it was holding on to, looks like maybe a chip of some sort. You can see the grooves in it. It looks like a little, almost like a shape of a, a man with these very fine uh, definition grooves. So, not natural. Is that in the video that Yanis put together? That one's not, no. Okay. No, I'm going to try. I'll, I'll make that somewhere, maybe on my Telegram page. I'm, I'm on Telegram, Fiona for Health. I'll go and post them there again. They were posted there. They're probably scrolled up somewhere. Okay. Okay. So again, guys, some of you are coming in and out. If you want to register to have fun with me, cause I'll be there. I think I'm going to make Norb do it too, but he, you know, he'll just say to me, Oh, you just teach me. Um, I'll be there guys. This could, this is important. We have to start doing this forever now. And 
you know, the people have anxiety and depression and stomach problems and headache and dizziness and just all sorts of unexplained things. And it's going to get worse, not better. And so this is a war of the human body against this evil nanotechnology. And these guys know exactly what they're doing. Give me a break. They don't care. And just like in the DARPA, they said that they can put this stuff in our bodies. Um, it's microscopic and no one will know. Slip it in the copy coffee this is there should be no nano in anything this whole new technology that came around i don't know how many years ago is it's got to be outlawed but in the meantime let's take care of our health and have some fun together and do the course now if somebody truly cannot do the course on those days um but wants to uh norb was saying they can just by the meetings that we have and watch themselves, correct? Yes, but I don't know all the details of that. I have to talk to him about that. Okay, so when it's done, in an episode, I'll tell you guys if you wanna just watch the videos. Um, and then Norb said there's something like a support group for us somewhere. Is it gonna be on Liberty or? It's on Liberty now, yeah. It's, uh, so anybody who's taken, who's taken this uh, program or anybody in the future who's gonna take it, it's called Nano Detox Community. So we've got a few people in there now. And okay. there's, there's been people, like I've taught this before, and, and some people at the end of the program still hadn't quite finished their, their device or they had questions or they wanted to connect with other people as they got going. So that's what that's the point of this group. So they actually have, so we can talk about that specific stuff with each other. Okay. And then people will eventually start showing the stuff coming out of them. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I want to see their pictures. Yeah, one of your friends, he sent me some pictures and I was like, oh God. Yeah, yeah he's my friend and yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I want to mention too, like, you know, you said, um, yes, we do have to, we do have to do this for ourselves because, because of all the toxins and stuff that are in the air. But one of the most important parts about it is learning to make it you know i found that i went from modality to modality and doctor to doctor and it wasn't until i really started to learn how to do this stuff for myself that you know now i don't even bother going to the doctors anymore and and with the with this type of course like you can you'll learn the skill you'll have the skill once you build it once mm -hmm. you build it you can build some more and mm -hmm. you've got the skill and you can uh, expand on it and you've got the tool so, mm -hmm. and if you feel like you're not broke and you want to pay Fiona to do it and ship it, um, I don't know the exact price. It's like 300 something, right? 300 for the buckets, mm -hmm. 400 for the triangles plus shipping. Um, yeah. So depending on where you live. Okay. So it's like materials plus your time, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Okay. So a lot of people will just want to build it themselves and some will say, I'll just purchase it because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. So one thing about uh, purchasing it, I, I would encourage people to learn how to make it because sometimes there's issues sending that stuff across borders. So if, if they're in another country, uh, sometimes customers don't like those things and they tear them open. So. Oh, really? And then they look at them and what do they not like? Um, the fact that it's wires and oh it's homemade <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what the heck? I can see that. Oh Actually, I, I'll tell you, I got mine taken away at the airport. <laughs> I was trying to travel. My triangle was in my bag and uh, the RCMP was waiting for me at the gate when I got there. <laughs> and they said, are you Fiona Thornton? I said, yeah. What's that circular thing in your bag? I, went, oh, I, I thought this was going to happen. After some back and forth, they said, well, we're, we're considering it uh, a dangerous item. And I think part of that was because I had used it in the bathtub and there was salt inside the, the tape. So the combination of a wire, a homemade device with wires and magnets and the salt inside, they said, no, you can't take that. Well, okay, keep it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, um, what did you tell them? It was for, did you just say, oh, it's my nano remover? <laughs> yeah, I did. I told them everything. It was it was hilarious, actually, yeah. because there was two of them, and they were really nice guys, good good guys. And, you know, one's kind of off to the side listening. And I felt funny mm -hmm. saying this stuff because it's so far out for most people. But I thought, well... I mean, they're cops. They're going to figure it out, and they probably looked up my name on the way up here. So I'll just tell them what it's all exactly what it is. You show them your website. Well, I gave one of them my card actually. Oh, and I was going to ask, why is it these machines work? Is it all magnetism? Like, what is it that's bringing this nano out of our body? So, good question. Yeah, um, the opposing field of the electromagnetic pulse is what hits that nanotechnology so the nanotech they come together when they come together they come like top down bottom up and they form this strong network like a i just i think of it as like a pole mm -hmm. and they vibrate super fast together to stay uh to stay together and you know transfer their data if you are to use something uh like if you've heard tony's show he'll say don't don't try to hit it with a direct hit Meaning, uh, unfortunately, Rife machine possibly, or Tens machine, or Spooky, and that means the the, tri the electricity is going to go directly through, mm. and it's going to go along that channel. And it's not going to break it. So if you hit it with like the bucket, it's it's circular or the triangle is round. You're hitting it with a pulse from all sides, and then this just breaks. They can't stay together when they're hit from different directions. Oh, okay. And you want it to stay together to come out. Well, you want to break up, you want to wipe, that's wiping out the program. You want mm. to get those nanoparticles to kind of fall apart. Okay. And they can't, fall, they can't, they won't fall apart if you hit them directly. Does that make sense? Yeah, this is I why. Tony's you, better at explaining that part than I am. This is why you, of <laughs> course, and not me. Okay. <laughs> um, Okay, and then someone asked, and you'll learn this in the course, guys. Uh, Jennifer says, do you use this daily? So when you're first starting out, you don't have to give us all the advice because, you know, mm -hmm. but what's the answer? You can. Yeah, you can use it daily. Um, I, I suggest to people that they use it maybe every second day or every couple of days, especially if they're really sick and they're not flushing the toxins out easily from their body. Because if you do, you can overdo it. Like, I fell asleep with my triangle right next to my bed one night, and I got pulsed all night long, and the next day, I was feeling like, like kind of a, the, the die-off reaction. So, you can overdo it, so you just gotta start slow, just like anything else. So, is it one hour a day? 
one hour, might, a good start might be one hour every second day. Yeah, so this isn't that much of a hassle. If, okay, a dumb question. If you want to do it in the bath instead, can you? Yes, that's you. That's actually what the triangle was made for. The oh. triangle you put in the tub with you. So it's an excuse to have a bath every second day. That's right. That's awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to tell us before I play the rest of this video? Uh, no, no. But I'd say check out Yanis's Giannis, um, website too. He, the one who did this video, he did a really good job. He's, he knows his sure, stuff too. Sure, okay, but we want everyone to come and be with you on Liberty and with me. Yes, and that's <laughs> next week, so it's coming up really quickly. Yeah, and then you will do more later. Um, but right now this is the next one and you've had great success and this is growing for you. And I just want to congratulate you that you've turned your passion into a side gig. And you guys, this is really cheap. It's 20 something an hour us for something that could be life changing over time. Um, I really think we should make the effort to do it for our bodies. That's why I'm, you know, putting my money where my mouth is. I'm going to do it. Um, this is awesome. And so I really appreciate you, Fiona, and people like you out there trying to help. It's it's great. Do you want me to let you go while I play the rest of the video, or do you want to stay with us? <laughs> well, there you go. You got a little bit of a sample from an, the interview. Um, and hopefully, like I said, you'll have, um, you know, gained some stuff in regard to this. Um that's, uh, that was Fiona Thornson. She's uh, got a site. She's being interviewed because she's going to be doing uh, a workshop on the nanotechnology. Uh, we've been talking about it for a long time. A lot of people ask a lot of different questions, even with myself, with my emails. People that have used the technology have seen the nano, nano programs come out of their bodies. So uh, she's now going to offer workshops as a guide for a lot of people. So anyway, I would encourage you all to check it out. You can afford it. Go 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 take the workshop. Um, is there only one form of B1 powder, thiamine? No, there's others. Uh, you have thiamine, HCL, thiamine mononitrate. You got benzothiamine, L-thiamine. You got a lot of different forms of it. And where do I get copper chloride? You make it. You make your own copper chloride. We have a YouTube channel or a Rumble channel that will have that information. So basically, it's, it's the same idea as the zinc chloride. And should the copper chloride be along with something for the kidney and heart? Copper chloride, you're um, taking that, if it's, if it's back to that first thing, you're taking that with taurine and zinc. As far as the heart goes, that's uh, the other liposome that I told you. So, uh, or the adrenals. So if you're using it for adrenal or kidneys, you'd be using um, uh, B, B5, A, retinal palmitate, and C. And for the eyes, taurine, copper, and zinc. And combine that with um, an enzyme and a uh, CQ10. If you're the, if I think you're the same guy. So again, yeah, you had the, um, you had the option. You had that option. So anyway, okay. So we got where are we at here.
What form of copper is the best to take? You tone your copper citrate form powder, copper, video, or copper chloride. They're both good. I don't know. Again, when you ask these kind of questions, it's not a matter of what's best to take. It's what's going to be the most effective for what you need. Asking somebody what's the best to take is ridiculous, really. It's a ridiculous question because there's no way you can say which is the best. It all depends what you're applying it for. If something needs to be done on a cellular level, then you want either a phosphate, a, um, a chloride, or some other form that's going to allow it to permeate into a cellular level. If you want something that's going to go into the tissues, then you want something like a citrate or a malate. Mm. So it depends on how you're, what you're applying it for. You know, when you hear all these people saying that this is the best form of you know, vitamin B or vitamin C or whatever to take, a lot of it is just ridiculous when they're saying that. It's just that's a sales pitch. Okay, that's just marketing. Well, again, what does Simon HCL do and how does it work? What does Simon mononitrate? I usually go with the mononitrate because it produces it has a nitric oxide, which allows the B1 to again carry further. Uh, and I add MSM with it. I'm dealing with things of, of a nature of glycation. So, uh, uh, benpathymine is another form that had, and so is allotymine, that have a sulfur com combination to it. They're more expensive. You can buy MSM and do the same thing with any form of B1 to get the same effect. So, again, what are you trying? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to fix? How does thiamine nitrate work differently than thiamine hydrochl hydrochloride? How does benpathiamine, because they're all B1, they're all a form of B1, so is one any better than the other? That's, or is it that this specific form of B1 is going to be more effective in dealing with what you're dealing with than any other form? So that's what you got to look at. That's what you got to look at. Mm. You know, It's just like it's just like if um, you're buying a protein and you got a shitload of them out there. About eighty percent of them are useless, but you got a ham protein, a, a Brazil nut protein, a uh, rice protein, a soy protein, an insect protein. Now we're gonna have cricket protein. You got a whey, whey concentrate, whey hydrosolate, whey isolate. So which is the best protein to take? Okay, they all have a amino acid profile to them. But then when you're looking at all those proteins, then you got to look at which has the best biological value. In other words, which one has the best absorption rate for utilization? Well, we know hydrosolates and isolates are at 92%. BV, that's pretty high. It's 92 out of 100 absorption rate. We know that egg protein has a 93 BV rating. And if you add gelatin or collagen to it, it has a 99 BV rating. So that by far would be the best one to take for absorption. Now you got the soy, the rice, the bean, and the, and the cricket, and 
The Sperlinas, they are all about as useless as they're the most useless thing you could buy. The biological value of these proteins are about 35 to 40 tops. Very, very poorly absorbed and usually have components in these proteins that acts as a depleter. In other words, they'll strip something out of your body. So when we're looking at this stuff and we're looking at what's going on, okay, the question should be not which is the best form, but which is the best one to use for the condition you're dealing with. That's how you should be asking that question. What form of what mineral, what form of what protein or amino acid or peptide, what form of nutrient works the best for the situation I'm dealing with? Everyone's pushing, for instance, magnesium glycinate. Well, magnesium glycinate is a very poorly absorbed uh, magnesium. Okay, and you got it bound with a protein. Any protein-bound minerals are not that good as re in regarding to absorption. Now, there are studies saying that it absorbs really well in the colon, depending on how much you lose in the process. Now, any, any base mineral, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium, bound with any acid will give you the highest rate of absorption and uptake than any other form. Now, again, if you... If you Put them all in a chloride form, potassium chloride, sodium chloride, calcium chloride, magnesium chloride. They will be more effectively and efficiently absorbed on a cellular level. If you add a phosphate to any of those minerals, again, they're going to be absorbed better on a cellular level. In the early times, they used to, they used to have... Minerals bound in what they called a chelate. And what that means was they were binding them with a protein and the protein was supposed to act in such a way where it would allow for better uptake in the, in the gut. Now they found that they were very poorly absorbed. Very poorly absorbed. So when they added acids to these minerals like butyric acid or oretic or, or or acid, malic acid, ascorbic acid, citric acid, hmm. acetic acid, the absorption rate went up exponentially. In fact, if you combine calcium with vinegar, you have to be careful that you don't overdose after a couple of days because the, the uptake is so effective. And then when they figured out what they wanted to do to get it in the cellular level, they would combine it with a phospholipid or a salt and that allowed for better permeation and absorption and uptake on the cellular level. So again, what are you doing? Where do you need this to go? And what's the best way to doing it? That's the question that you should ask. What's the best form? That's what you're using. Why you're doing it. You know... Like I said, you got to really pay attention to the health food industry because they really, really sell. And they got it ba uh, brought down to the simplest terms. This is better than this one. This one's the best. You know, best. 
And why, why is it the best? Why is it so, so much better? And I mean, these are the questions, like I said, that's how you have to ask these questions in your head. You go in the outfit store and you got a sales guy. They're telling you that this is the best. This is the best form out there. Then you should ask them, "What did they use it for?" And then go from there with your research. And usually, most of the time, usually most of the time. What you're going to see when you do a research, the first couple pages, at least first 10 pages anyway, you're going to find you're going to be advocating whatever is being currently sold in the health food store. Then when you get down deep, deep, deep into the research, you begin to see some real science talk about these nutrients and what was used for what. Some forms of magnesium are better to utilize for certain things than other forms. Some forms of your B vitamins are better to utilize than other forms, you know. So it all depends what you're trying to do. Look at choline. Just look at choline alone. There's about five or six different types of choline. CDP, uh, there's an alpha, GPC choline, choline bitrate, another type of choline, uh, choline something. But they all do the same function. They all work with acetylcholine. But the CDP and the uh, GPC work a little differently. And they have a more active role in the brain even in regard to growth hormone response. So again, what are you using what for? That's the question. How am I using it? What am I trying to what am I trying to fix? What am I trying to support? What am I trying to restore? Again, yeah, these are the questions you should be asking. And when you buy something, what's in the vitamin? Is it is what excipients are they? When you go and look at a whole food product and they say it's got vitamin C. And you read nothing but bioflavonoids in the content, and you don't see any vitamin C, then you have to ask yourself, where is it? You know, I read one, it had all these bioflavonoids in it, it had rutin, and it had, you know, uh, physotin, and all these other ones. And I'm reading the whole thing, and the sources where they came from. <laughs> and then I said, where's the C? Now that. Formula they had there would be good, good, uh, been well taken with an ascorbic acid because they would have been supporting players in sustaining the amino, uh, the ascorbic acid in the body for a longer period of time. But instead, they proclaimed that it had something in it that it didn't have. But to the common person who wouldn't know the difference between a bioflavonoid and ascorbic acid. They would have been buying, spending $25 for something that the product didn't have. Now, I don't know about a lot of you, but my, the, my content or my idea here 
is that I'm going to spend $25 for a bottle of pills and better have what's, what, what they proclaim to have in it. Just my thinking. <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm spending money on um, peptides or am I spending money on protein powders, they better have what they're saying they have. You know, they say they're a whey-based product or an egg-based product. That's, that's all there better be in there. They may add sweeteners or whatever things, but it better be predominantly what they're saying. If I'm buying these green products, these green products are notorious, notorious for bullshit. You'll see a green product that you buy in a can or a jar that has about 200 items inside the container proclaiming that it has X amount of milligrams per serving. Now, again, are they giving you a dispenser to fill up? And then when you look at that dispenser, is it 20 grams, 10 grams, or 30 grams? Because when you add up all the components that they're telling you that you're going to get in this one serving, then you have to ask yourself, how much is a serving? So if 30 grams is going to give you 25 items, that's 500 milligrams a piece, do the math. Do the math. You know, you take 25 and multiply that. Give me a second. I'll do that here for you. Since this popped open here. Where'd it go? Come on. All right. So if I take 25 items and I multiply them by 500 milligrams, you're going to have to have a dispenser that's going to hold at least 12.5 grams in order for you to get that. Now they're telling you that you need a teaspoon. There is no way you're going to get 500 milligrams of everything in a container that has 25 items in it. No way. So you would need you would need three teaspoons to get the equivalent of what they're saying you need to get or you would get in regarding to taking a product. So that's what I'm saying. You really got to read these green products. And the majority of these green products will list that they got spirulina, blue-green algae, chlorella, uh, sea vegetable, all this stuff that's in it. And when you're looking at it, it says it's got per serving five grams. Now, this is where they deceive the general population. The population is assuming that everything on that row is going to give you 5,000 milligrams. That's not the case. One teaspoon is going to have all those components in there, but it doesn't mean they're going to be adequately um, in the dose that they're saying. As I've often said, the... The spirulina alone and the blue-green algae is extremely expensive. Alrighty, no worries. I'm going to be shutting it down in about a minute anyway, so just I'm running down. Uh, there are still people buying vitamin C gummies. Yep. Uh, Alright, I will wind it down, 
and leave it here at this point. I always say at the end of these shows, read your Gospels, read what Jesus had to say. Um, and again, you know, pay attention to the what he's saying, what he's doing, and the book of Revelations. We need to stay more attenuated to these times than ever before. And we need to realize that we may be having an interdimensional war on the earth. So it's something that you may want to look at. Uh, I always say at the end of these shows as well that we're still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So again, to the next segment, to your health. Take care.